Hi, Natalie. Hey, Tara. How are you? I'm doing good. Happy belated birthday. Oh, I thank you so much. <laughs> Virgo season, so I've already been making a lot of spreadsheets. Oh, good. Got to start the year off right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guess what? What? The Big Ears lineup was announced <gasps> today. It's here. It's here. Okay. Do tell. Well, so far, Fridge is not on it like I was thinking. Maybe that could be cool. Right, okay. And neither is Hosano. Oh, really? Okay. But guess who? I'm not going to have any clue. Yeah, Herbie Hancock. Oh, shut up. Oh, that's dope. Yes. And Diggable Planets. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, that's really cool. That's really cool. Shabaka Hutchings. Yo, stop. Okay, I need to pull this up right now. And this is a three-day festival. Four days, yeah. Four days. Oh my gosh, you're going to have such an awesome time. I'm so excited. I got my tickets already. Sweet. But we, you know, you, you and I, we like to do our what's new to us every month. Well, I actually was hoping we could have a conversation about that today because there is a new album from someone on this lineup that I think is a really good record and I'd love to, to talk about it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Let's do that. Awesome. Always like hearing about awesome new artists and records to listen to. Yeah. I like learning about new stuff too. New music. Hi, welcome to the store. I'm Tara. I'm Natalie. Let us know if you need anything. We'll be over here chatting. So yeah, Mark Rabot and Ceramic Dog, they're on the lineup for Big Ears 2024. And I've seen them before at Big Ears. That's actually how I learned about Mark Rabot is from Big Ears. And I learn about a ton of new stuff always every year at Big Ears. And that's why it's my favorite music festival. If you haven't heard about it, anyone in the store, if you haven't heard about Big Ears, which I'm sure if you're a regular at the store, you have heard me talk about this festival. But it's experimental music, jazz, folk classical, a lot of left of the dial stuff. And I love it so much. It's not one of those festivals where you're sweating in a field or outside. It's venue and then you walk to a venue and then you walk to another venue oh, yeah. and you just go back and forth. Nice. And yeah, it's my favorite and it's in my hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee. But so yeah, I learn so much music always when I go and it's a wonderful experience. Mark Rabo has played several times at Big Ears Music Festival. He is an American guitarist and composer, and he's he's kind of done a lot. He he's a he's done a lot with no wave, but he plays no wave, free jazz, rock, Cuban, and he's collaborated with a ton of people: Tom Waits, Elvis Costello, John Zorn, Diana Krall, Nico Case. I mean, he's worked with a ton of ton, a ton of people, really awesome people. Hmm. Um, and all over the board too, just a lot of different folks. And he even was a session musician for Tom Waits on his album, Rain Dogs. He's consistently mostly been the leader of Ceramic Dog, which is a power trio of music geniuses. And in July, they just released their fifth LP and Mark Rabot calls it their best yet. The new album covers so many genres, just like I think his career has, Mark Rabot's career. 
And I mean, there's a touch of just about everything in this album. Yeah. So I mentioned my my um, spreadsheet recently, my new album spreadsheet, mm-hmm. where I've just been listing everything and just going through albums in full to give them a good chance, a listen, and kind of just see what's out there that I'm usually leaving out or forgetting or not knowing about. Well, I put this one on, I was vacuuming out my car and I was like, man, this rocks. Like this is, because I remember seeing him and I don't remember it rocking very solidly. It wasn't Ceramic Dog when I saw him. It was just him and a guitar and maybe one other guy. Um, but this record, it it rocks actually, but it starts out with a really strong rock track. And then of course the rest of the album is is all over the place of different genres. There's rock and free jazz and Cubano. And there's even a cover of That's Entertainment, you know, the post-punk anthem. So, but Mm -hmm. this first rock track is also the album title track and it's called Connection. Let's hear it, a little bit of that. So yeah, that's Connection. And I wanted to read a little bit of something that he he wrote. It describes basically kind of where this song came from. And it's the album's uh, first single, of course, and title track, like I mentioned. This song and the album's title began with a sculpture by our friend and ceramic dog bassist Shazad Ishmaili's daughter, Annika, who's six years old. She had made a kind of house made by sticking toothpicks into Halloween candies. It's an odd-shaped house, kind of like the frame of a geodesic dome. The little structure is home to a drawing of a smiling gingerbread man, very homey. But as we all know, it was the ginger man's problematic home that caused him to run away as fast as he can. And what struck us about this home, apart from its odd beauty, was the fragility of its toothpick design in which Annika perfectly captured the fragility of our contemporary attempts at human connection. The shadow hanging (laughs) over our post-everything homes. Everything else, the words and the beat, which music nerds take note, lays a 4-4 drum beat on top of a 3-4 melody came later. Thanks, Annika. That is intense. I don't know. So I didn't have that context when I first listened to the track, but now you do. Take it. See see how you feel. But I just thought that was a really cute story anyways and wanted to keep it uh, or at least mention it. But yeah, so rock, rock and track, very alternative kind of 90s-esque, right? But to show more of a difference mm-hmm. across the album, I also want to share a clip of the song Swan, which is kind of right in the center of the album. Holy shit. Okay. So yeah, this one is totally different. This one lies more in their improvisational, free jazz, more no wave. I would say jazz meets noise kind of banger that should only be listened to in headphones at a very loud volume, I would say. But I love (laughs) this song. It's probably my favorite on the album. Yeah, it's just wild. And James Brandon Lewis uh, contributes on saxophone for that song. I like that one. Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah. Lastly, I'll mention the last track of the album, which is called Crumbia. It's a playful take on a sort of dirty Latin music style cumbia dance favorite kind of uh, Mexican flavor.
was called cumbia. Crumbia. Oh, it's like got an R in there. Like a crumb. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I think this one's my favorite so far. Nice. That's it. I just wanted to highlight how broad this album goes. Last thing I'll add is something that Mark Rabot said about this album. He told a reporter that many of his current songs he once hoped other artists would record before he realized that they were much too weird, he said. Uh, He said, I decided I might as well put them out myself, and that's what I'm in the process of trying to do now. Only there are so many of them that it's been difficult to figure out how to put them together. And I think... I think he did a really good job of that. And I think you can hear just the mishmash and blend of different genres across all the songs. And sometimes maybe that's not recommended, but I really enjoyed hearing all of the different flavors in this album. Yeah, this this Crumbia song, I'm fascinated by the bass that you get in Crumbia. Oh, yeah. I don't know what kind of effect he has on it, but it's kind of like kind of phased out and it's unsettling and kind of weird and I don't know it's just a really neat effect it makes you feel queasy (laughs) I don't know oh yeah I love that but it's really cool I can't wait to see him live at Big Ears next year but I will say if you're interested in learning more about Marker Bow there was a biographical documentary made about him and it's called The Lost String I haven't seen it but I'm interested in checking it out now myself very cool I had never heard of him before Oh, really? Yes. Well, he's yeah. he's a legend. Nice. But like I said, I didn't really know who he was until I was exposed to him at, at Big Years several years ago. Hmm. All right. So my first new artist is a producer, singer-songwriter named Dijon. Hmm. And he's very interesting. His sound is kind of a twist on like R&B soul. That's just really, really rough around the edges. A little crazy, a little melodramatic. Definitely that bedroom pop vibe. Some sprinkles of country music in there. It's Whoa. just this really, yeah, it's this really bizarre, like surreal mishmash of things. He was featured on The Tonight Show last year, which is super cool, but I cannot deal with Jimmy Fallon, so I missed it completely. <laughs> um, but I did check it out on YouTube and um, his performances are super interesting. It's like he'll have all the musicians gathered around a dining table, kind of just vibing off each other and beer bottles all over the place, you know, cigarette butts or whatever. And it's it's like you've walked into this random jam session at someone's grandma's house or something. And he's just like kind of shouting and crying out as if he's in actual pain. But it sounds good. It's like very raw, but controlled at the same time. So here's the first song I heard from Dijon. It's called Many Times. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So this is off his 2021 debut studio album, Absolutely. And he released two EPs before that. Um, in 2019, he has one called Sci-Fi One. And then one in 2020 called How Do You Feel About Getting Married? But one song I really like on this latest studio album, though, is called God in Wilson. Sensual. 
Yeah, it's it's a really smooth song and his voice just sounds so pretty. I thought it was a romantic song at first because it sounds like a turn the lights down low kind of thing. It does. It's not. It's actually an exploration of of guilt and shame. And it's about a priest and it's got like some religious themes in there. Yeah. So he he jumps around a lot in topic and in style. He dropped a new track earlier this year called Coogie. Still very intense, very distressed, heavy, twangy guitar, strange feedback sounds. Just a lot of this, this like maelstrom of emotions, you know? So I'm excited to go back and check out his earlier material, even before he went solo and was part of a duo with his high school friend called Abi Dijon, just to kind of get that full picture of like, how did we get here? You know, because my man's yeah. deep, deep in his feelings. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dijon's cool. He's blown up. And um, I think he's one to watch. That's cool. Yeah. I'll check him out as well. Nice. My next one, I don't want to say too much about this one because I think I would actually maybe consider doing an album of the month maybe with this one because I enjoy it so much. But it's the new one from our girl Tirza. It's called Trip Nine Love dot 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 question mark question mark question mark. And we've definitely talked about Tears Up before in the store. Color Grade was one of my favorites in 2021. It was more experimental. Her full-length debut album, Devotion, is that smooth indie pop sound. And then this one, Trip Nine Love, is sultry and intimate, still has that indie R&B pop sound. But it does feel a bit more intimate than, of course, the the last one, which is a bit more experimental experimental-esque. And of course, all of these have been produced by Micah Levy from Mikachu and the Shapes, who she who Tirza went to school with, which is really cool. And yeah, and the new album has lots of piano and drum loops. And the first track I want to highlight the, off the new record is called F22. It's the first song off the new album. So check it out. F22. Yeah, I dig Tears' voice. Yeah, so sultry and smoky and soft sounding. Smoky and soft. It can be smoky and soft, right? It can, indeed. Yeah, F22 is this like, has this pulsing, grainy kind of drum sound and she's singing over it. And it's it's really cool. I like it. it. And the same kind of sound continues to the next track as well. But the the next song I want to highlight from this album is called Their Love. That's really pretty. So pretty. Yeah, Their Love has a simple piano part and some echoey vocals that seem kind of reflective. One of the lines is, some bridges burned, didn't you know? And yeah, I just, I think this is a kind of the opposite of the first song, so I wanted to highlight it. But I love this new album, and... Man, honestly, I've loved everything that Tirza has released, so I can't wait to see how she continues to grow. It sounds like the prepared piano sound is a theme in this album. Does it pop up in most of the tracks? It does. It's reoccurring for sure. Yeah. I like when people mess with the innards of a piano. You can do some cool sounds with that. Yeah, for 
for sure. All right. So this next one's kind of a, a two for one and you'll, you'll see why. <laughs> so this new artist for me, I'm so excited that I discovered her and I'm really late to the game because she's actually been out for a long time and is really, really popular. Uh, her name is Soyoon. So Soyoon is a singer, songwriter, guitarist out of Seoul, South Korea. Now, way back in 2016, she formed a band called Se Sonyeon when she was just 18. And they do like indie psychedelic rock. And they've been very, very successful winning music awards in Korea. And they were chosen as one of Fender's 25 global artists to watch in 2020. And I really like their music. So I think the band, as well as her solo stuff that I'm going to talk about in a second, are both worth checking out, but they're very, very different. So it's it's hard to pick just one Seisun Yeon track because they're quite diverse. But let's try out the track Midnight Train from their 2020 EP, Non-Adaptation. Yeah, I thought you might be into this particular track. And just for comparison, here's a track where they dip a toe into funk music. I really dig this one. This is from 2021 and it's called Joke. I don't wanna kill you. This is her or just the band? Still the band, still the band. They are versatile, versatile. So Seisun Yeon, they're still active, um, but from 2019, Soyun also branched off into a solo career where she has adopted more of a hybrid contemporary R&B rock sound. So YouTube served me this first song, I believe, her latest video in my recommendations. One of the few good decisions that algorithm has made on my behalf. <laughs> it's for the song Smoke Sprite. So that's just S-O-Y-O-O-N for Soyun. The hook in this track is really killer. That's that's the thing that made me stick around is the hook for sure. Also, RM from BTS is featured on this track, which is quite the flex, you know, to have yeah. <laughs> to have a, a high profile feature like that on your track. It's just very funky. There's a really good groove in the bass. I love her vocals. It sounds like it sounds like she's singing fully in her head voice, but she has so much support behind it that it sounds mm -hmm. powerful and it can like stand up to that rock music, you know? Um, but yeah, the hook is just gold. I was all in as soon as I heard it. It's off her latest album released this year called Episode One, Love. And she's just so versatile. I mean, again, it's hard to pick another song for contrast because she musically covers so much ground. But here's more of a straight R&B soul track from her first self-titled debut album. The track is Noon Walk. This one has more of a Tawate lean on it, I feel like. Mm, yeah, I can hear that. The little dings yeah. and whatnot. Ding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's making lots of great, really creative music. I noticed too, she's got commentary versions of her solo albums on Spotify. And that might be interesting. So I might check those out. Whoa. She's, she's all over the place. She played South by Southwest last year. She's currently on a world tour with the band Seisun Um, And they're in the States this month, actually. But there's no Atlanta show, sadly. So maybe one day I'll be able to catch them. Yeah. I mean, I saw that she has like 1 million or so monthly uh, listeners on Spotify, but that Smoke Sprite song has 
over 55 million listens. So yeah, that that single is massive. Yeah, definitely doesn't hurt to have the BTS guy on there for sure. Uh, I know, right? (laughs) Awesome. So the next one for me is an old one, but I'd never heard of them until just the other day. I'm in part of in like a music league thing and there was Hawaii theme, Hawaii born singer, songwriter, people in the band was the theme. And this band was a submission. They're called Kalapana. And the song in particular that I really enjoyed is called The Hurt. That's a vibe. I love it. Yeah, it's so good, right? So this song is from their album Kalapana One, which was released in 1975. And Kalapana, when they got together, they became a regular band at this Honolulu club called the Top Ada Shop. And they opened shows for... Earth, Wind, and Fire, The Moody Blues, Sly and the Family Stone, and then in 1975 released their debut self-titled album, which is this one, the Kalapana one, because they released several more after. So now it is not just Kalapana, but Kalapana one. And it features Jackie Kelso on saxophone flute, Bill Perry on bass, Larry Brown on drums. And it was a huge success in Hawaii and Japan. And they released a few more albums after that, then paused for separate projects and then released a comeback album in 1986 called Hurricane. But one of the original members, Mackie Fury, was after battling drugs and drug treatment programs and relapses, was sentenced to prison and then unfortunately unallied himself in 1999 in Mm. his jail cell. The band has continued on post-Fury, but and, and they have quite a huge discography at this point but this Kalapana album is fabulous and I love it another great track on it is called Naturally very pretty yeah just a lovely feel good band from the 70s you know, from, from Hawaii. Yeah, I, I just enjoyed this album and I was like, wow, this is really good. Never heard it's of like them before. It's like the opening of like a, a late 70s drama on TV where it's like <laughs> the beachfront and there's people hang gliding and jet skiing, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Check it out. Nice, I like them. That's it. All right. That's all I have. All right, well. You got one my, more? I do, I've got one more. Oh, okay. This one, awesome. this one. I probably I probably should have been aware of this sooner, but you know, whatever. It's all good. So this is JID, East Atlanta native. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like just now getting turned on to this rapper and singer through his tiny desk performance. Good old tiny desk always delivering the gems, right? Yeah. And I was verily entertained by this tiny desk. I mean, the soulful, jazzy instrumentation, the vocals were tight. He had two great singers with him. It was great production. The whole vibe was on point. And J.I.D. has really, really good live delivery. 
Like he was just flowing. Every word was crisp. He was riding on the beat. So you could like really plug into his storytelling. That Tiny Desk came out a few weeks prior to the release of his third studio album, The Forever Story, which came out in 2022. So a few of those tracks were featured. Here is a bit of Sister and Them. Roll, gone with the wind blows, packing the shows, holes in the nymphos, platinum and gold. You know how this shit go when family's gone. You don't know what you're here for, uh. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's a super interesting song. Like he's he's very vulnerable. He talks about his relation, well, his lack of a relationship with his sister uh, because she doesn't approve of his music career in the industry. So it's like this delicate and often painful balancing act between family and fame. And I just appreciate his honesty, you know? Like I think we're still yeah. in that era of rap that's predominantly about getting money, getting hoes. So it's it's nice to hear another voice just reflect on relatable human relationship stuff. I mean, hoes still slip in every once in a while, <laughs> but you know, still he's talking about real shit and I like that. Um, some smooth vocals from James Blake in that hook as well. Also a sample from Music Soul Child's song, Merry-Go-Round. And J.I.D., his singing voice is really nice too. Uh, here's a track called... Cody Blue 31. You know he raised for something. You know the pays for something. I hope a change is coming. Cool. Yeah. Solid vocals, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's got that old old school throwback soul style. Like you can tell it's in his veins, you know? But yeah, he's been around for a minute. I'm slow as per usual. Um, he dropped a handful of mixtapes since 2010. And in 2017, J. Cole signed him to his label, Dreamville Records, an imprint of Interscope. And that same year, he released an album called The Never Story. And then the following year, he released another album called DiCaprio 2. But right now, I'm still stuck on the Forever Story. It's pretty incredible. I also think I might we might revisit this one in the store for a longer conversation. It's really, really good. Word on the Street, aka the interwebs, says he's working on a joint <laughs> collaborative album right now with producer Metro Boomin. So looking forward to that. Nice. Isn't yeah. that... I f so being a DJ in Atlanta and playing at a lot of different clubs throughout the years... I always wonder if I've come across any of these people in real life before. It's highly likely. I mean, I have seen some like obvious folks out, but like, I don't know if I, you know, back then when he was just getting started and he was in East Atlanta, like what, I don't know if I, I would not have known who he was. So it would have been, I guess I would have had to follow his career from the very beginning, but yeah, I don't know. It's just always uh an interesting thought. Like, who have I come across? I wouldn't be shocked though. Atlanta's weird like that. It's yeah, a big city, but it's a small world. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nice one. So those are a few of the new artists I've stumbled upon recently that I'm excited about. Yeah, these are great. I'm definitely going to do some more exploration on them and have a bit more of a full listen. Yeah, for full sure. Full listening experience. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well... Let's go back to work and alphabetize some of these used CDs. Do we have to? Let's keep talking about music. I know, I know. We have a job to do. We want to keep our yeah. customers happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> we got to learn some more stuff so we can uh, have these wonderful conversations. Maybe we can find some gems hidden in the, the used bins. Oh, yeah. I've already got a short list in the works for our next conversation. So lots Ooh. of good stuff popping up. Yeah. Nice. Can't wait. All right. Well, 
I'll see you on the next dial over. Okay, I'll get back to work. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Record Store Society is hosted by Natalie White and Tara Davies. If you'd like to contact the show, visit our website at recordstoresociety.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society.